the antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck. This is not the night. The antidote is meeting with the extraordinary talent of Artifacts Pareo. Our opening song, Laugh and the World Laughs With You, from their 2014 album Time and Place, gives just a small idea of what this band creates. Their sound is described as experimental rock with obvious blues, jazz, math rock, and post-hardcore influences. The cool thing about the band is not just their sound, Artifacts Pareo wants to wake people up with intriguing lyrics. Tonight, we're going to look at their past releases, and we'll spend the last half hour of the antidote checking into the new Artifacts Pareo album, Passengers, which released just yesterday. Jamie Davis of Artifacts Pareo joined me in talking about the band's past, present, and future. 
enjoy this. It's really interesting. Artifacts Pareo comes to the antidote. We're here with their most important band member, guitarist, raw vocalist, Jamie Davis. Thanks for coming on, Jamie. Thanks for having me. Do you want to explain to everybody why you're the most important? <laughs> oh, man, I'm the most important because I uh, was available today to you know have the privilege to take this phone call and talk to you and uh, talk about what we have going on that we're really excited about. So that makes me the most important today. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily translate to every day. (laughs) (laughs) That was the perfect answer, man. (laughs) Well, I guess we're going to talk about Passengers, the upcoming full length from Artifacts Pareo in a couple of minutes. But I want to cover over some of the band's, I guess, distant past. Because it's actually been, you know, quite a while. It was, what, 2009 when you started? Right. That's when we uh, released uh, Am I Invisible, which is our first EP. What was it like then, as a new band, putting that EP together? Um, I remember that time as a, one of the more exciting times in my musical career, I feel like, mostly because, uh, you know, this band is comprised of two bands that played together uh, locally for several years. And, um, you know, we kind of took the, the more serious halves of both of those bands and put them together and started jamming in our... Uh, incredibly hot garage in the middle of July, <clears throat> I guess of, I don't know, I, I want to say 2000, July 2008, maybe, somewhere like that. And that was a really exciting time for us because, you know, what we had been doing thus far was played out and we were excited to take what we felt was the best from both of those bands and, um, you know, just start fresh and start creating whatever we wanted with no real agenda. Um, and then when it comes to actually recording the EPs, that was a lot of fun as well because Jordan just started delving into what is now his means of income in uh, recording music. So Jordan, our other guitar player, you know, recorded our whole EP with a little bit of help from one of our friends. Um, and so we got to just do it at our pace, how we wanted to do it. And that was really cool for us. was that learning curve carrying on when you followed up with the first full-length ailments and antidotes? Yeah, well, um, you know, the EP, we wrote like nine songs, and those were like the first nine songs that we wrote, and not all those songs made it onto the EP, but there wasn't a whole lot of material to work with at the time, and then it seems like whenever we uh, moved on to the next phase in, in writing ailments, 
you know, we changed practice spaces. Um, we were getting to know each other better as far as becoming friends with the the people that weren't in, in our bands already. You know, we we're all kind of like intermingling um, over time and like started doing some of our own DIY tours. So we're, you know, bonding in those ways and um, getting a little bit more comfortable with each other to really, I think, hone in on what we were developing as far as our sound that people tend to recognize now at this point. Um, and then, you know, Chris Cronin, the guy that recorded Time and Place and Passengers also recorded Ailments and Antidotes. Um, we were already in touch with him because he mastered our EP that we recorded. So we knew that we were going to him. We took that way more seriously than anything else we had done prior to that. You know, we were, were going to a, a very serious uh, producer, a very well-known producer that has produced several uh, albums that we adored at that time. So we it was definitely like a, a way more serious approach to everything. And we were, you know, we were pretty pleased about the way it came out, especially being so early on, you know, just everything being so fresh. You weren't still just a garage band at that point. Um, not a garage band at that point. No, we, like I said, we uh, were doing DIY tours landing some cool support shows here and there no like legit support tours that i can remember off the top of my head but you know we were starting to to meet people and um you know have people reach out saying you know especially once we put out illness with Cronus, you know working with him in itself gave us a lot of uh exposure that we didn't have before so that was like really the turning point we were hoping that a record deal would come immediately from ailments and antidotes so that we could have some, you know, some backup and have a team, but it didn't work out quite like that. One of my favorites from the ailments and antidotes album, granulated eyelids.
Well, I guess the big change came about for Artifacts Pareo when you brought on your new vocalist, Lucas. And then you also signed a tooth and nail in 2014 for the release of Time and Place. That album made a big impact in the music scene. I mean, everyone, myself included, was like, what's this all about? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, you're right. That was that was definitely a turning point. It's actually kind of funny because our A&R guy at Tooth and Nail, Adam, whenever he contacted us in the first place, it was after Evan had left the band, but before anyone knew that Lucas was going to be in our band. So he was actually listening to Ailments, and uh, he was hearing Evan, our old singer's voice. And whenever he called us to talk to us about possibilities of a record deal, that's what he thought he was getting. And we had to <laughs> let him know that that wasn't actually the case, but we felt like what we had going on with Lucas, you know, we felt like that was going to more than suffice for what they were looking for. You know, we say if they liked what we had going on, that they were going to love where we were going, and that ended up being the case, fortunately. Um, but at that point, we did have some demos with Lucas that we could send immediately to be like, you know, this guy is the real deal as well personally and i freely offer my opinion to everybody and that's the nature of this show really is that lucas is a better fit i think vocally for the band yeah i no, i think that i think that we would all agree with that especially um the way things have turned out over the years evan was the drummer in his respective band and became the singer of artifacts so it's not like he came out of the womb singing he had natural pitch and he picked that up and you know was working at it but Someone like Lucas, uh, you know, he was born with a gift and uh, he ended up, you know, having a very similar vocal style to the point where a lot of people can tell the difference between Lucas and Evan at first, you know, especially people that weren't avid listeners or whatever. So it, it was a smooth transition, but at the same time, uh, a drastic enough of a transition to, to where more people started listening. Well, something that's drastic about Artifacts is your sound because it's totally unconventional you know you've got post-hardcore jazz prog rock and blues all in the mix and then there's the rapid music transitions but with artifacts pareo having that unusual style how much of an issue has it been for you to find a niche in the market that actually understands what you're creating um that's a really good question and you seem to really understand that aspect of us because you know it's definitely been a challenge when you have six different people that um we all like a lot of the same music but we also have we also come from a lot of different places musically and and everyone is involved in the writing process so because of that you get what you get from us and as far as how that translates to the business side of things it is tough because you know especially once we first signed with Tooth and Nail and put out Time and Place. Um, we were getting put on a lot of tours that were uh, metal acts or hardcore acts. And, um, you know, don't get me wrong, a lot of the people that we support were and are amazing bands and have uh, great followings. And we were fortunate for that. But at the same time, we were definitely, you know, the odd man out. And sometimes that can be a good thing, standing out on a bill at a show. But a lot of times, you know, it can work against you too. And um, just as far as, I don't know. Some people can be stubborn whenever they're going to see a show and they want to see a certain thing. They want to see a certain thing. But, you know, sometimes people are pleasantly surprised and that's the cool thing, too. But, yeah, as far as placing us for for tours and, and you know, trying to figure out where to market us, uh, whether it be Internet or magazines or whatever, it's definitely been a little bit of a challenge that, that we're still facing right now, even a few years in.
Artifacts Pareo, no stranger to worry. Looking back on Time and Place, it seems like the closing track from that album, Overview, was almost prophetic about your upcoming album, Passengers, since the word overview really deals with looking at Earth from space. Uh-huh. Can you talk about the theme of Passengers? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, when Overview happened, that's something I like stumbled across a, a video of that on Vimeo and thought that that was a cool idea for a song. And, you know, Eugene had a cool piano piece and, you know, that turned into that. And uh, I didn't necessarily plan on the next album being about that. But I just found that there was so much more to elaborate on the concept of um, having that cognitive shift of being able to see, you know, us as passengers on Spaceship Earth making our way through space or just, you know, hanging on for dear life in that vast uh, darkness. And uh, I felt like there was there was a lot more to explore when it came to that, and um, in a way that was also relatable to time and place. To get more to the point, we're taking this idea of the overview, and we're pretending like, you know, there's a character out there left hanging in space, and when the intro to Passengers is, is called Reentry, and that's meant to illustrate the re-entry back to earth and then you know when you break through the clouds and you're in your back you have this new perspective and everything that you see going on in the world that you already knew was probably not right now you have this perspective you're like you know this is way worse than we thought it was this is way more important than i realized before um so then it's at that point that you know we try to song by song tackle or at least bring to light some of the things that we've noticed uh, and talked about as a band that, that are going on in the world. Effectively the precursor to the Passengers album, this is Overview.
And that's the thing that always stands out about Artifacts Parale, is that you really get into deep topics. And that's coming through again on Passengers. You've got closed-mindedness, doubt, war, organized religions, refugees, racism. I mean, really, is there any issue you didn't have time to cover? Uh, I, I definitely feel like there is, but, you know, the writing can get vague enough to where a lot is still left up to interpretation. Even though we were, you know, going for a certain uh, vein in, in the, for a certain song, um, just because of our style of writing in general, Lucas and mine, a lot is left up for interpretation. And I feel like that's, that's probably a good thing, too, so that there's more that's relatable on a personal level, too. So even if, you know, someone's listening to a song and they don't necessarily realize what it's about, we'd like to think that there's still something in there that they can grab onto. Um, and then, you know, if they wanted to do some research and figure out what we were actually talking about, then that's, you know, that's a fun thing, too. But, yeah, I, I think that there's plenty more that we didn't get to cover. And, you know, the things that you just mentioned, they're all pretty broad, and there's there's a lot to say about all those things. So, it, it was it was definitely hard to get specific without leaving stuff out. You know, there's there's always going to be stuff left out because there's a lot to consider. The seriousness of your lyrics really bring up a whole new point. How much fun is it with the music with Artifacts Pareo, or is it all just serious? Um, so, you know, a lot of the times when we have these riffs and you know we start working on the instrumental aspect of these songs, we don't always know what the lyrics are going to be about um, for that particular song. And, you know, a lot of these uh, riffs get groovy or funky, and maybe that doesn't necessarily display the seriousness of the lyrics at hand that are being sang over those sections. But I think it's okay because those twists and turns are, are really meant to, to grab your attention. And, you know, um, intensities are going to go up and down and we do our best to make sure that the more intense parts are delivering the more intense lyrics or the more, you know, intimate parts are, are uh, delivering the more um, pensive thoughts. But if I, I can sit here and tell you that every twist in turn was made to, uh, you know, accommodate the lyrics, I feel like it's, it's almost a, a free-for-all at times. And, and that, to me, is, is the fun part about it. Um, while it is structured, it's not down to every bar. Well, something that I've heard about your band is that how you structure the song is different from most. You actually start off with the lyric content first instead of with a riff. Well, while it does happen that way, it also happens, I feel like, happens every other which way, too. So while that does happen that way sometimes, um, you know, Lucas and I will start writing lyrics because we know that we want at least a song to be about this and a song to be about that. You know, sometimes lyrics on here and songs here, and we think, oh, these lyrics fit well with the vibe of this song. And then sometimes it's sitting in my room playing a riff that I like, and I already have lyrics in mind and a melody in mind. And so whenever I come to the table with an idea, there's already a lyrical concept. But a lot of times it's like, you know, a column of lyrics and a column of uh, instrumentals, and it's kind of like, you know, draw the line, you know, across the page that matches to the audio or, or whatever, however you want to see it. Um, so it really happens every which way. But I think whenever uh, lyrics happen first, they end up kind of getting molded to the audio more so than the other way around. Well, I think I want to get into a couple of the specific songs found on Passengers. And one of those is the lead single, Soft Weapons. It deals with how forms of media manipulate and distort the truth and, of course, people's mindsets. But mm -hmm. realistically, I mean, everyone, including musicians, you know, has an agenda. So how do you ever counter a point like that? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so if you notice in the lyrics, there's not necessarily um, an answer as to, you know, what to do instead of, you know, letting yourself become a victim of oversaturated media outlets. Um, so, you know, while it is, in, you know, encouraging you to, you know, find out for yourself, you know, we're not necessarily offering uh, means of how to do so. And maybe that's because we're not necessarily sure either. But it, again, this is more about bringing this to light and um, making sure that 
people at least think about trying to take a step back and wonder if maybe they are a little bit in over their heads when it comes to the information they're receiving and really think about where it's coming from and thinking about why it's coming from there. So it's a matter of raising questions. Um, you know, Lucas might have a better idea of how he feels it should be handled, but this being one of his lyrical uh, endeavors, but I'm pretty sure I can I can speak for him when I say that this is a matter of just bringing it to light.
This is Jamie Davis from Artifacts Pareo, and you're listening to The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. Well, another topic came up talking about for-profit religion on the song Static Color. But Mm -hmm. I guess there again, I've got a question. Are we talking about organized religion in general? Is this TV evangelists? How is that trying to cover that? I think that's more aimed towards anything that that's just beyond extreme, you know, and um, also for-profit religion and how that can the embellishings that go on there and, you know, just kind of wondering, you know, about the, the morals behind all that. But to generalize it, yes, I think it's um, a matter of trying to, to make sure that people know that it doesn't have to always be one way or the other and that it, it can be very consuming just like anything else any religion and uh once people get set in their ways and uh, become extreme about it that's when i feel like it becomes slightly dangerous and uh i just think it's important to be able to no matter what you uh believe in it's important to still have an open mind and understand that you know this is all a lot bigger than us and um all we can do is take the information we have at hand and make the best decisions possible and uh about keeping an open mind rather than getting, you know, too deep. Well, you know, if you believe in something, it's important to stand by that. But, you know, at, at what point, I mean, where's the threshold there? You know, what, what are you willing to sacrifice or who are you willing to sacrifice when it comes to, you know, what you believe and why you're so sure about that? It's true because so often you meet people that have that rigid threshold and they will never change. They're never going to evolve. It's always going to be that way. It's just cut and dried, black and white. Right. We like the idea of, of learning every day. And um, the world is so vast that, you know, we just like the idea that it doesn't have to always be one way or the other. Of love. 
I think the 99% are really going to grab onto the song Paper Ruled All. That's a harshly mm-hmm. true tune. Part of the lyrics read, Why try to pay debts with our blood, buying a life gladly sold to us all? Paper made to enslave, aimed to shatter our light. Man, that's covering some tough ground. Definitely. Um, and I think I think you're right. A lot of people can relate to this because greed is, is all around us and... Um, it's affected us all in, in one way or the other, whether it's because you're that you're the high roller or whether it's because you're a part of a family that was torn apart because of it or you know, you know, the possibilities are endless there. So um just kinda where where we're at with especially in the United States with, you know, rich and poor and um all the things that are going on there, it's just a, an easy topic to bring up right now, I feel like. And it's a relatable one you're a band member and how many bands make any money anyway so you can talk about this intimately (laughs) yeah no absolutely and uh you know it's kind of easy for us to choose our path here and and be poor musicians and be like well if you're rich you're greedy i mean that's obviously not what we're saying but uh i think it can speak for itself if, if anyone you know, if you turn on the, the TV or just look around, there is a lot of money um, that could be going to a lot of different places that just isn't. And people are going to gonna do what they need to do to uh, make themselves happy in, in more cases than not. So this is just, again, bringing this to attention, which, you know, we probably don't even have to because, like you said, the 99% can, can probably feel this way at some point or another. And it just seems like no matter what is going on, when it comes down to it, when you peel it all back at the very core of it, it has something to do with money most of the time. Well, that idea can just kind of bleed into things like, you know, religion or war or what have you. Yeah, absolutely. A couple of times you've brought up the word awareness. Is that really the intention then of passengers, Jamie? is just meant to raise awareness of the issues or are you really hoping that people are going to change um of course you know what we would like the most is for anybody to to feel like they can make a positive change you know after hearing our lyrics you know including ourselves we don't want to be hypocrites to to what we're writing about and there's no way we could say that maybe we're not calling ourselves out even a little bit in some of these songs when it comes to some of these issues and um, that would be wonderful if someone like was able to make a make a change, even if it was just within themselves after reading our lyrics. And of course, that is the point. Now, if we can at, at least uh, just kind of raise that eyebrow and make someone think twice or think a little bit harder, then you know that's great too. With this concept, it's almost like you know we're not that far off in technology. Maybe you know within a handful of years we can have a program that takes everyone up to have an overview of the, you know, the earth, and then maybe a lot of minds would be changed that way. Could you imagine that?
cool track, Paper Ruled All from Artifacts Pareo. If you're wondering about the band name, it's taken from the last words of the Roman Emperor Nero before he committed suicide. It roughly translates as, what an artist dies in me. But the band uses it in the context of as what kind of a legacy an artist leaves behind. Like I said, Artifacts Pareo is a really interesting and talented band. Next week we have another interesting band, and the creators of the music found on The Antidote's new show intro. Andrew Penland of Light the Fire brings the band's just-released full-length Ascension and a really fun talk. Light the Fire has a brilliant blend of electro and post-hardcore, so be ready to both mosh and dance during that episode. For now, we go back to our talk with Artifacts Pareo and the song Age of Loneliness. Have a great week. What about the future? Following Passengers. Is Artifacts Pareo set to keep on trying to shake people up? Yeah. And like I said, obviously when we started writing lyrics, seriously, we knew what we were going for, but it wasn't so premeditated to where we were like, we've really got to bring up some of these racy points that people don't want to hear, people don't necessarily want to talk about. Um, that wasn't always the intention, but once we, you know, thought of it, we're like, yeah, you know what, this is a means to do it. And, um, I feel like it would be a disservice to not use this avenue that we have to put something potent out there, even if it's something that somebody doesn't want to hear. So yes, as far as the future goes, I think we're always going to try and, you know, use the opportunity that we're given to bring something important to light, whether it's as heavy as, as passengers or not. Like there's, there's a lot to talk about out there. And I understand that connecting on a, on a personal level is important as well when it comes to having people listen to your music. So if we can find a way to find that, that medium of, you know, something that's relatable, but also very important, that's the route we're always going to take. There's love, death and heartbreak and stuff like that. Those are all very real, important things to talk about as well. But these are things that have been perpetuated for a long time. If there's anything that we can think of that hasn't been as addressed, um, we're probably going to take that route because that just seems to be our style. We seem to like to make it harder on ourselves than we need to. <laughs> Jamie Davis of Artifacts Pareo has been here with us. This has been a really interesting talk, Jamie. Thanks so much for meeting with The Antidote. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much for having me.
Life of escape from feelings I tried to kill 